0: Wonderful. Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen. She's wearing high-heel shoes, got her wings on, too.
1: Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty, I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the flight attendants and the pilots and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we have stories about a turtle, a lost bear, a mad dog, bad smells, an orgasm, a dead guy and a dirty butt. The music for this show is a street performer, is a handicapped man in a wheelchair on the streets of Amsterdam. Let's get on with the show. So I was playing with this really nice uh, French speaker, and she was so nice, she gave me this... uh, French butter. And I, it, I go to Paris all the time, and I didn't know that you were supposed to buy the butter over there with sea salt. It's delicious, especially with like fish or vegetables. Woohoo. Anyway, she was telling me this story, but she doesn't like to, she didn't want to be recorded. So she was saying that on her way to Paris one day, um, there was a young girl in the bathroom who rang her call bell. In the bathroom, which we always hate, because you know it's never good when somebody needs help in the bathroom. <laughs> so she goes and knocks on the door, and uh, she's like, "I, I had to throw up, and uh, I have some clothes in my suitcase." So she said, "What row and seat she was in?" And she's like, "Can you go and get my suitcase so I can change clothes? Because I had to throw up all over my clothes, and I think there's throw up in the in the seat." So this flight attendant's like, "Oh, great." great day at the office. (laughs) So she goes to get the clothes and then she sees, there's a whole circle of puke on the girl's seat and then there's a guy sleeping on the aisle and she was thinking he didn't notice a girl throwing up or how did the girl get out did she climb over him she didn't know but um she figured she needed to clean up the the puke in the seat and then she's got the naked girl in the bathroom and just then she sees a commotion and another lady has passed out and she's thinking oh my gosh what am I doing helping the throw-up lady cleaning up the throw-up I got the woman passing out Ah!" (laughs) <laughs> so, eventually, uh, she went to the woman passing out, considering that was her priority. <laughs> it turned out she was okay. It's probably Ambien, uh, or who knows what, but she's not having a medical emergency, so now she's like, okay back to the puke so she goes back and she's got some gloves on and you know she's got some vodka to help sanitize the area some yellow z anyway she's gonna clean this up and then she thinks well i can't get to the puke unless i wake up the sleeping guy in the aisle so she wakes up the sleeping guy in the aisle and uh, says hey i need you to get up and he's like why and she's points and he was like oh oh I think she even used her flashlight. It's dark in the cabin. It's night. So she used her flashlight, and then he's like, oh. So he gets up, and then as he gets up, she notices that there's some puke in his seat. So that means that he had been sitting in and sleeping while he was sitting in puke she wasn't sure how it got there maybe he got up when she got out and then went to sleep after there was puke next to him anyway she didn't know you know no time to ask this she still got the naked girl in the bathroom but she thought i'll clean up the puke get the clothes for the naked girl you know who she cleans up the puke gets the clothes for the naked girl but she's still thinking and she cleans up the other guy's seat but she's she's thinking now. You know he's probably got puke on his pants. So she gets the, the 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 girl now who's changing in the bathroom, and now the guy is coming back to his seat, and he said, "Uh, I think I have a problem." And she's thinking, yeah, no no, you're not thinking you have a problem." He she said, "I he said I think I have something on my pants," and she's thinking, "Yeah, no, you got something on your pants." <laughs> so she goes and gets him some towels and things, and he's he comes back to her in the galley and says, "Hey, I can't." I can't, um, I can't see it. Uh, can you help me? I I need to get this off my pants. And so she's like, all right. Um, now she's thinking, okay, well, how am I going to do this? So it's dark in the cabin. She doesn't want to turn on all the lights. So she said, how about if you stand in the bathroom in, we'll turn on the light in there and I'll try to clean up your pants. (laughs) So now she said it had to look bad because here is a guy in the bathroom and she bent down uh, on her knees, basically, to try to get the stuff off his pants. So she's wiping. So her hand movement, she was afraid that the hand movement looked like maybe she was doing something else to the guy in the bathroom. (laughs) on all night flight. She's like, oh, this all looks so bad. was flying with a heavyset male flight attendant and he was telling me on the jump seat that he was in China in an airport with a fellow male flight attendant who was very senior and uh, they were they saw this beautiful Cathay Pacific cabin crew so they were they you know their outfits they're all so young you know their waists are like 18 inches around, and, uh, they were ended up taking the same van to a hotel. And, uh, the one girl who spoke, um, some English said, um, uh, you cabin crew? And he's like, yes. And she said, cabin crew? And he's like, yes. And she goes, uh, but you so big. <laughs> And then she turns to his fellow see, senior flight attendant, and she goes, "You, cabin crew?" And he's like, "Yes, cabin crew." And he says, "Yes," and she goes, uh, "You so old? Oh my goodness!"
2: So we were we were going to Lima, and I was at the boarding door. I wasn't uh, a line on on the right. trip, but I was at the boarding door and. This elderly woman came, woman came on with her husband in an aisle chair, right. And he didn't look very good. Right. He was actually a, a little ashy looking, and he didn't look very conscious. So this I is said, "This a long
1: time, to, time ago.
2: This is about seven years ago." Yeah. So I asked her. I said, "Is your husband okay?" And she says to me, "He's depressed." And she pours cough syrup down his mouth. Did you say he's depressed. Depressed. <laughs> And the, you know, she had this whole thing on. she didn't speak a word of English, but she had the whole story memorized. And the cough strips going down his face, and I'm like, hen't look too good. So I said, "Do you have a medical release form for him?" No, no, uh, he, he's okay, and that's all she could speak. That was the end of our communication. She, he's depressed. Uh-huh. So they wheel him into his seat, pick him up out of the aisle chair, put him in the seat, and I'm like, oh, this ain't looking good." So I went and got the A-line. And I told her, she goes, oh, well, if there's not a medical release, I don't... I said, no, you stay at the door, I'll take care of it. I went to the cockpit, and I said, I want you to take a look at this gentleman, and if you think he looks fit to travel. So the so captain... did you want to say, do you think he's alive? Or are you, were you just oh, being politically correct? I was being politically correct. So the <laughs> captain came out, didn't, doesn't even step out of the cockpit. He, he looks, he goes, oh, no, I'm with you. Goes back in the cockpit. The guy sitting behind him is looking at me going... So in the meantime, I get one of the speakers, I said, could you come speak to this woman in yeah. Spanish? And she goes, oh my God, This. she goes, I was in duty free. He was in that same position six hours ago. I said, it's rigor mortis, yes, isn't oh it? My so we get the paramedics, they take him off the airplane. We're taking a three, out, a three 30 minute delay for this, trying to figure yeah. out. So they take him out on the stretcher, the captain calls me, he goes, is that CPR they're doing? They're banging on his chest like this and he's going said no they're checking to see if he's got rigor mortis and it looks like he does. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you think that's just because it's cheaper that's what they try to do? That? Oh definitely absolutely because you know you have to go through customs yes. yeah. when you pass away in a different country yeah. it's a big rigmarole, but it's expensive. he's depressed. He's the And I wanted <laughs> to say well I'd be depressed too if I were dead but kind of held my tongue on that one. Then when we get to Lima I got a phone call from the OCC And all they told me was a thank you, you made the right decision. I said, oh, oh no, that's all we can tell you. You made the right decision instead of thank you. Yes, he's dead. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm excited that this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase is sponsored by Auto Slash. Auto Slash is the number one site for cheap car rentals. Renters can save 30% or more and it's completely free. I did a little research and I found this blog called The Art of Travel Hacking and TJ rented an SUV in Whistler uh, through Auto Slash and he got it for $455, which was pretty good. But then he got emails from Auto Slash when it went down to 415 $393, $303, and he finally Got it for two hundred and sixty dollars. She saved almost two hundred dollars. Oh gosh, I love a good travel hack because I love to save money when traveling. This way, I can travel more. But what I don't love is taking the time to keep checking to see if the prices have changed. So AutoSlash does that for you. You should check it out at autoslash.com/betty. slash betty I didn't know if I should tell this story because, you know, sometimes you're like, do I want to tell stories where it makes me look bad? <laughs> but I've been doing it for so long, you know, why stop now? So I don't know if you guys have ever had this problem, but um, I live in a moist area I'm near the beach. It's very humid and um, I should know better. Um, I've, I've done this before, but I also don't like to iron clothes. So I had been drying clothes and now I had an appointment. So I just stopped it midway and thought, oh, I'll finish it, you know, in an hour when I get back. Um, and I ended up being gone more than an hour. So, uh, I then remember, oh, that's right. I've got the clothes in the dryer. So I, I start the dryer again. And then I did notice a slight smell. See, the thing is, it gets musty in there, like, um, rank because of the wet clothes. And I should have, what I should have done is either just let them dry all the way and get wrinkled or then rewash them. But instead, and this is the day before I'm going to work, uh, I just thought, oh, you know, they'll be fine. I put an extra dryer sheet in there. (laughs) I even put, I think some essential oil, some lavender, um, in, on on the dryer sheet, and I thought, "Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine." And uh, <laughs> I hang up some, you know, some of the clothes. I only like go halfway, and I hang up because they're delicate. And um, the next day, I'm getting ready to go to work, and I take the same clothes basically all the time. I don't know if anybody else does this, but when you're traveling, they're just they're just clothes that travel well. They don't wrinkle. They look nice, whatever. So, um, as I was putting the clothes in the suitcase, I was noticing, huh, hmm, 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 that, there's a little smell. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, it'll be fine. I'll wear some perfume. It'll be fine. And I go to work. I did fine on the layover. Everything's fine in Paris. I, it, I did notice there was a little smell when I, when I took it out. But, you know, I figure I'm not going to be in a confined space or anything. And so then on the way home... So then on the way home, I like to change clothes when I can. I prefer not to be in my uniform. Luckily, my uniform wasn't in that load of clothes. So my uniform didn't stink, thank God. So um, <laughs> I changed clothes. I did think about it. Uh, but I thought, well, nobody noticed. And it didn't seem bad, um, you know, on the layover. So I change into my clothes. And I get a seat. So I'm on the jump seat, which is good. And I'm on the aisle seat. There's a lady in the middle. And then a guy who was kind of a little bit unkempt um, on the window, and I'm dressed nice. You know, I've got on heels and wide leg pants and a real cute shirt. Um, So I look nice. Um, (laughs) This lady in the middle, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. Oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She stops the flight attendant and said, hey, And we're in the upgraded economy section. So I have a little more space. You pay more for those seats. She stops the flight attendant and says, hey, are there any empty seats? And the flight attendant was looking at her note thinking, well, you've got a good seat. Uh, She goes, well, there might be something all the way in the back. And then this girl goes, how about over there? She points to a middle seat on the other side. And the flight attendant was like, oh, sure. So she gets up, goes over there, and I hear her say to the other passengers where she just moved. And she said, that guy over there really smelled, smelled <laughs> and I was thinking, it's not the guy, it's me. I stink. <laughs> she assumed it wasn't me because I looked nice, but it was me. I stunk. Oh, somebody moved because I stunk.
2: Okay, so something happened on your flight? Yes, uh, coming from uh, Amsterdam the other day. Um, we had a young gentleman who came up to us and asked if we could help him. And we said, sure, what can we help you with? I want to propose to my fiancé. So we came up with this whole plan. He picked out her favorite song, which is Ed Sheeran, and um, Beautiful by Ed Sheeran. Aww. And so we downloaded it. He downloaded it on his um, iTunes. And when it was time for the proposal, we came up with this whole plan. Is this how like during flight? This is during the fight, so we did it right before landing, right. you know, and uh, so he came up to first class, and then we played the Ed Sheeran song over oh, the, the PA, VA. and then he walked down the aisle with the ring in his hand, and he, I'm gonna cry just talking about it, and then he bent down on one knee and asked her to marry him, and we had the whole airplane clapping. It's so nice. And then we had the whole crew involved, and we brought them a bottle of champagne, and How it was nice. really heartwarming. Yeah, yeah. this is nice. Without- of everyone involved in the happy whole Yes, the whole crew, all the passengers. How oh, nice. It was really fun.
1: This flight attendant told me this funny story, but you know, it's one of those stories that I only kind of like because I don't like when flight attendants get a little. I don't like when it's too snarky. (laughs) But anyway, it was a good story. She said that, uh, I barely remember it. I can't remember how long ago this was, where you used to be able to bring three bags and they changed it to two. So when they did that, there was a big problem with all of the people thinking they could bring three. And we had to keep telling them it could only have two. So there was a guy and he was just so mad at this flight. And he was like in her face. And he was so mad and saying, you know, I don't, you, I don't want to check this. i might going to check this. And then he said, I'm going to take it to the back. And I I promise I'll bring the other one back up, which of course he didn't. So she went back there to tell him he had to check that third bag. She was just trying to do what she was supposed to do. And this guy was just angry, angry, angry. So when he was getting off the plane, he came up and got his finger in her face. And he said, oh gosh, I can't imagine someone saying this to me. But he said, you need to have an orgasm sometime soon. And she said, I had a little orgasm when I checked your bag. I'd like to thank any of you who were so kind when you were going to buy something on Amazon by going to my website first or have it bookmarked at bettyinthesky.com. And you just still buy your items on Amazon. It doesn't cost you any more. It supports the show. And I like to see what people buy. You know, you could buy some lavender oil so your clothes don't stink so passengers won't uh, move (laughs) because they don't want to sit next to you. Uh, somebody bought how big, how blue, how beautiful, and, uh, mating in captivity, unlocking erotic intelligence. Interesting. So if you want to support the show, go to BettyInTheSky.com. Doesn't cost you any more. And I have, I wanted to tell you, I have had some hiccups with the audiobook for the tar maker. So hopefully it should be coming out soon, but it is still not out yet. You can always check out the first audiobook, tar, or the two ebooks from the tar collection. They're like 99 cents. Anyway, thank you so much for going to Amazon and going to BettingTheSky.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This girl was telling me this story. She was commuting home in her uniform, and she got a window seat, excited about, you know, getting a nap uh, on the way home. And uh, a family boarded after her, and they were all sort of separated in center seats. And this uh, little boy, like six years old, was sitting next to her. And she could tell, it maybe a little tear in his eye. Anyway, he didn't like the idea of not sitting near his parents. So uh, being nice, she said, hey, you know what? I'll move, and then this way you can sit with your dad. So then uh, two rows of people had to get up to move around. And so uh, the dad says, you need to thank this nice lady for moving seats. So the little boy said, "Uh, thank you for moving this MD-88 Mad Dog seat. I'll just back up a minute. The MD-88, I don't know why people call it a mad dog. I've asked people. The only reason is because McDonnell Douglas makes it. So that's MD mad dog. Um, but everybody seems to call it that. And so this little boy <laughs> said, I want to thank you for uh, changing this MD-88 mad dog seat. And uh, he said, my daddy flies mad dogs. And uh <laughs> He goes, but I got one question. I don't. I don't understand why these MD eighty eight mad dogs are always so mad. And so this flight attendant said, "Oh well, um, they're just like any other dogs. You have to be nice to it and pet it and train it, and and then the dog will be nice." And so he said, "Daddy, you need to you need to let this lady fly the MD eighty eights because her dogs are nice."
0: you you see a lot of people come on the airplane with stuffed animals not just children but adults too but in any case I'm particular how do you say enamored of stuffed animals (laughs) because I don't have any children so so in the Amsterdam airport in the beginning of December I come off the passport control line and there are these two big copper statues they're kind of funky they look like stuffed animals sitting down okay but they're like yeah Little boys or something, sitting down. Yes. Everybody takes their picture there. So I come... They're kind of like, fat. They're, they're no tons. fluffy, but yes. made out of metal. Yes. Go yes. figure. So, <laughs> so I come up to the statue and i see a family packing up their children and i and i there's a little bear on the floor a little stuffed teddy bear i say oh don't forget your bear and they say oh that's not ours that was here so of course i pick it up because you can't just leave it lying there poor little guy face down wait so you adopted this bear
1: in amsterdam
0: Uh, well i (laughs) rescued him from lying face down on the floor and i carried him through the airport and hoping somebody would say, "Oh, there's my bear," but they didn't. Texted it to my husband, and I said, "I'm bringing this little guy home. So tell the rest of our fuzzy family that." How big is your fuzzy family? Um, I think there's eight, but if you count the otters, Abalone, Jones, <laughs> Eddie, and Squeaky, and Mom, there's six
2: otters. So there's six otters.
0: So I sent him the picture. This little. Do you have to order. get an approval? No, I well, I just wanted him to prepare the family that we were going to have an addition. So, I get home, I wash the bear because who knows what yes. germs are on it, you know. And it's a little stiff bear, yeah. just a darling little thing, and it, you could tell it had been loved because both of his feet were going in one direction, and <laughs> so. He researches. He's a night owl, and he finds online a website where people post lost and found items. Oh my gosh! He's he's gonna
1: post the the rescued bear,
0: which she does. Apparently, this website you post jewelry or electronics, just all kinds of things. I don't know the name of it, but I should anyway. He posts it. So then the next week, I go to Amsterdam again, and the woman comes on the plane with a bunch of stuffed animals, and I said, "Now don't lose those because I found this little bear. And he's he's." at home with me now, but he's the lost little bear. She says, oh, you need to go on this website called um, Amsterdam Mamas, and you, he'll be found. I said, well, I don't know if it's from Amsterdam, because right. we connect to all yeah. over in the world. So, I go home, I tell my husband, you have to do that posting. He says, oh, okay, he has to request a friend. They want to know why this man wants to be an <laughs> Amsterdam Mama. <on. laughs> so, in any case, here it is, the 29th of December. And he, we wake up in the morning, he says what time is it? I said, it's 10 to 7. He says, it's 10 to 7 on Wednesday and I know where our bear belongs.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: He found the, 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 the m- owner? The mother found the posting. She had not stopped looking for that bear. <gasps> really? She had called lost and found several times in the Amsterdam airport, but I didn't want to give it to an agent to bring, right? Because I've seen people just throw them away. Yeah. they think, oh, this is filthy, full of germs. Dirt. Who cares? Yeah, trash. trash. And they, yeah, exactly. To me, no. This was a loved, loved. little yes. bear. Oh my gosh! So she now is texting him, emailing him. Unfortunately, she was leaving the states the following day to go back to Hamburg, Germany, with her six-year-old daughter, who had had that bear since oh, she was a baby. God. Her whole life. So he sent a picture of the bear sitting in our chair. And at the, now this point, he's wearing a ribbon. Everybody in my f- fuzzy family wears a little ribbon. They were so thrilled. They. His name is... He found a home. Well, no, they, he, they found him yeah. back.
1: Yes.
0: His name is Happy.
1: Oh.
0: And look so, how happy
1: you made people.
0: Right. So I go to FedEx, because we get a huge discount, yeah. and I ship the bear. To Hamburg but I include one of my family members it's a bear that wears a uh, bunny ears you, you're giving up one uh-huh this bear wears bunny slippers and has bunny ears and um, we just always called her bunny bear so this way he didn't have to travel alone but I was shopping in the grocery store after Christmas everything's on sale and I go look at the sale racks and here they have something that's meant to go over a wine bottle, like a right. gift yeah. sack. Yeah, It's a Santa coat. And I bought it and it fit that little bear perfectly. <laughs> so then I wrote a letter to the little girl. Wait, so you sent it in a, in a Santa coat? Uh-huh. Oh. I put him in a Santa coat and I put him with the, the bear and the bunny. Years And I wrote a letter from Happy to the little girl saying how he had spent his Christmas vacation, that he'd had a bath, and then he was in the Florida sun, and he went home via Santa, so that's why he got the coat. <laughs> She's six, you know? Yes. So here's a letter from... She'll remember it forever. So the lady, she was so, so grateful. And we were happy yeah. that... Yeah he found his little girl back. So then we said the only thing we want in return is to have a, a picture of her reunited with her Aww. her bear. And, and in fact, they sent us a video of the little girl opening the box. And um, she was so excited when she saw him. And then she unpacked his ribbon. She says, oh, look, his bow. <laughs> so the little... Girl had had that bear since she was a baby. Right. And when the mother wrote me a thank you card, she said that she was so very grateful because when the little girl had found out she lost the bear, she said her heart would never stop hurting.
1: Until you, and then she you got saved her, her.
0: Her bear. You saved her heart. <laughs> and now we're all happy.
2: And he's clean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited that uh, I got a email from USA Today. And they're doing a travel segment on April 31st. And uh, they wanted to put me as one of the best travel podcasts, which is great. Um, and I found it curious or interesting or ironic that uh, they asked um, for someone on my team to get back to them. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, that team consists of one, me, moi. You know, I don't have an editor or producer or I don't have anybody. So yes, that Team of me got back to them. Okay, so I was working over the Easter holiday. I could have probably held it off. I actually, when I was bidding, forgot it was Easter. It's fine. I don't, it's not like I had a big Easter egg hunt to attend or anything. So I leave for work on a Friday and uh, I get to the airport and um, I always have a few hours to kill, so I'm doing some stuff on the computer. And now at work, we have an actual mailbox. It's like just a file folder with everybody's name, uh, which there's almost never anything in there anymore because everything comes by email or some other uh, digital communication. So uh, I guess to the point where I, lots of times I don't even check it because there's nothing. There's never, ever anything in there. <laughs> so I had been at the airport for maybe two hours where I thought, oh, I guess I'll go check the mailbox even though there's nothing in it and so to my surprise there's an envelope and it says happy easter and i was kind of like i had an easter present how exciting so i'm gonna back up and uh talk a little bit about a trip that uh i had a couple months ago with this nice guy i've flown with him before we've always been friendly he has this great laugh one of those laughs that you just have to laugh when he laughs he's just a nice guy we, that trip that I was working, we happened to work in the same cabin and the same break so we basically spent two days together and uh, I noticed on a rotation we have a rotation uh, that has everybody's names and I guess I never noticed before that his middle name was Herman so then because I'd been telling stories you know like I want to do and I was like oh hey I see your middle name's Herman I got a great story about a Herman and then I told him my Herman the turtle story and I, I most of you I don't know a lot of you probably already heard it, but I'm just going to recap the highlights. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so there's this nice flight tenant and she's walking through the cabin on a domestic flight and she sees something on the window. So she goes over and she's like, "Ma'am, what 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 is that on the window?" Cuz it it was a turtle, a real life turtle with suction cup booties on its hands and feet spread eagle, stuck to the window. And the lady goes, oh, this is my pet turtle Herman. He likes to look out the window and I take him everywhere with me. And she's like, oh, all, with all due respect, how do you know that he likes to look out the window? Because she was thinking, poor Herman is stuck there, you know, thinking he might be thinking, Wah! you know, he might be scared. Or I don't know if most people want to be stuck spread eagle to a window. She didn't say that, but this is what she's thinking. So she made the lady put it in a bag. She could have outed her, you know, allowed to have uh, a turtle. So, but she just told her to put it away. She's such a nice flight attendant. Anyway, I'm flying and I like to tell stories. So then my next trip, I'm telling the people in first class that I'm working with all about Herman. So the next day, in London. We get on the van. It's early. It's usually when everybody's quiet. (laughs) They get on the van and first thing this flight attendant says, and um, I hadn't told the people in coach, so basically I've told four of the eight people on the crew about Herman. And so we get on the van and the flight attendant goes, first thing, you know, I could not sleep last night because I kept thinking about Herman. And I was thinking, you can't buy suction cup booties that fit turtles. So she had to make these. And how, how many versions of them did she have to make? And how many times did poor Herman slide off the window? And the other flight attendant said, I was thinking about Herman too. And I was thinking, what happens when he has to go to the bathroom? He just pees down the window? And the other flight attendant said, I was thinking about Herman too. And I was thinking, how does she get the arms and the legs out of the shell? Does she have to use tweezers? And just then the flight attendant who's been in coach, who had been coach, hadn't heard this says, what the hell are you people talking about? you got tweezers and suction cups and booties and peeing down windows. (laughs) It really uh, all sounded crazy. So I tell then the whole bus about Herman and uh, the, the pilots are in the back of the bus. I don't know why they tend to always maybe we talk too much. I don't know. They usually sit in the back of the bus and they weren't pilots we had flown over with. So we are in London, so we get out of the bus, we have to go through security and get back on the bus and then they take us to the plane. So we get out, go to security, get back on the bus and I said to the captain I'm like, "Oh, hey, hi. I'm Betty. Um that was probably a lot of turtle talk for this time of the morning." And he said and he said, "Well, I don't know about that, but I was worried about the gerbil that was stuck to the window. So he heard gerbil instead of turtle and was picturing a gerbil stuck to the window. And then the funniest part about the Herman story is that day going home, now the whole crew has heard about uh, Herman, and uh, we had some turbulence, and we're all sort of sitting down, and this funny flight attendant took two plastic drink cups and stuck her hands to uh, the wall and said, I'm Herman. Ah! <laughs> Okay, so I tell this nice guy all about Herman, and now it's Easter weekend, just passed, and I get to my box, and I get an envelope that says Happy Easter, and I was like, what is this? It didn't say who it was from. Uh, I open it up. I'm telling you, this. I was so touched, and maybe, maybe, well, maybe not maybe, but I'm, I guess, an odd duck, but this was one of the most thoughtful presents I've ever gotten. (laughs) He made me a Herman. He got a turtle. He got a turtle, and he bought little suction cups, and he glued the suction cups to the little turtle hands, and, and then he put it on a card. There was a picture of an airplane, and then there was a little turtle flying by, and it said, hey Herman, what's up? I was so touched, I thought it was so sweet, so of course it actually works too. I can stick it to any windows, so I had to go around the plane and take pictures of Herman in the cockpit and Herman stuck to the window <laughs> Herman in the air stuck to the window, and I was thinking oh i can I can have so much fun with this toy herman, I'm gonna take him places with me small, and uh, I can stick him to a whole bunch of things and I thought. Oh, I'm going to use that for the picture. for the, I'll get a picture of Herman for the podcast. And I'll put some pictures of Herman on Instagram at Betty in the Sky. Uh, because he's so cute. And uh, I already took a picture of him. I've just been leaving him and uh, taking him with me. And I, I saw a Harley Davidson. So I stuck Herman on the Harley. <laughs> so I think I'm going to take Herman with me. And like stick him places. It'll be great photo ops. And so now... Uh, Here I was basically the whole time making fun of the lady who had her pet turtle Herman with suction cup uh, booties, and now I have (laughs) my own pet turtle Herman (laughs) that I'm taking with me. So (laughs) we're both the two crazy ladies. I decided that it was so nice to get a present in my mailbox that that flight attendant who was so kind as to pick up that cute little stuffed animal and to go take it home and wash it and to take the time to post it and seek out the the six-year-old owner and send it across the globe to her. I thought that was so sweet and since she likes stuffed animals, I got her a stuffed sloth. (laughs) And I'm going to put it in their box. And I'm not going to say who it's from. <laughs> I figure, you know, pay it forward. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. And as a shout out to Mark Maron's WTF podcast. Uh, if you don't listen to it, you won't get it. But Herman lives. <laughs> Bye.